Today on the Angel of Words video podcast, we will be teaching you about the idiosyncrasies of getting a birth certificate here in New York City. So stay tuned. Hello and welcome to the Angel of Words video podcast. I am your host, Angel of Words, and today we have a very important show for you because we're going to teach you how to get your birth certificate if you were born in the five boroughs of New York. And today with us, we have a very special human being, an insider from the Department of Vital Statistics, Miss Fran. Hello, Miss Fran. How are you today? How you doing? Good evening. Good to have you. Thanks for joining us and gracing us with your presence. Now we're gonna take. Uh, we're gonna start things off by asking you, Miss Fran, what do you need to get a birth certificate if you were born in the five boroughs? Well, first off, you should come with a valid um, New York City or government ID, which is passport or um, resident card. Has to be um, not expired. Still good. Um, you could come with mail. Can't be more than sixty days old. Um, to where you presently live. It can't be garbage mail. It has to be a government-issued, um, a bill with your name, properly put on the thing. It has to match your birth certificate, word for word, letter for letter. Um, anything else you could bring? You could bring your social, medical, um, what are the cards? <clears throat> social, medical. Any kind of like, um, if you have like a, if you want to bring um, your job ID, but you have to have two recent pay stubs, got to be the last two recent pay stubs. It also has to have your job name on the pay stubs. Okay. And you're able to get that in your hand. With the mail, you're going to get it mailed to you. Now, how much does a birth certificate cost? Seventeen seventy-five for one. They're $15 a piece, death and birth. Um, but it's two seventy five for the processing fee. So if you get in two, it's fifteen, fifteen. That's thirty plus the processing fee, two seventy five, thirty two seventy five. Okay. Now, do you accept cash at the Department of Vital Statistics when you're going to go get a birth or death certificate? No, we don't accept cash. You have to come with a money order, debit or credit, or personal check. And now, just so you folks know, the Department of Vital Statistics has birth and death certificates for sales, not only birth, correct? Yes. Okay. Now, um, what happens if you were not born in the five boroughs of New York and you go down there to get your birth certificate? Well, we cannot give you your certificate. We inform you. We give you the flyer or to the website, um, to the to our website, which is only one website, so you have, should know the website. And um, every state has their own price. But um, we inform you where you can go online and get it. Now, do you accept New York City IDs at the Department of Vital Statistics? Yes, we do. We accept the New York City IDs. Okay. And foreign passports as well? Yes. Foreign passports, um, foreign licenses long as they're up to date, they're not expired. Um, any permanent resident cards, alien cards, anything government issued, we accept. 
Now, as long as it's not okay. expired. As long as it's not expired. Exactly. So remember that, folks. As long as your IDs are not expired, you are allowed to pick up a certificate for yourself. Now, who else can pick up a birth certificate or a death certificate? Well, with birth, it starts at age 17. At 17, you're able to come and get your own certificate with a school ID. If it's a high school ID, you can use your Metro card or you could use your school schedule, but it must be a present school schedule and a present Metro card. If you're in college, we'll accept the transcripts or your college schedule, admission, and um, as long as it's present. It has to be a present um, form. It has to have a backup. It can't just be your old school ID have to show that you're going there at this present time now can anybody just go and pick up a birth certificate for you or does it have to be your parents only like how does that work the, you know do you get uh times where people are just sending like their their uncle or their niece or their uh, cousin to try to pick up their birth certificate how does that work well yes well only the parents that are on the certificate are able to pick up a child certificate or their child certificate no age limit you could be 20 and your mother still pick up. You could be 40 and your mother or your father come as long as their name and their name matches that ID is on that certificate, they're able to pick it up. No grandmothers, no babysitters, no notarized letters. Unless you have a court order guardianship paper and it cannot say temporary guardianship, you will have to wait till you get full custody or full guardianship of that child to be able to obtain a certificate for that child. If you're dealing with an agency, then the agency must come and get the certificate for you because you're not a full guardian yet. So you're okay. not entitled to the paper, to the paperwork, to the birth certificate or death certificate. Because with death certificates, um, parents, mothers or fathers that have the child and say the other parent passed away, they're able to obtain those death certificates for the children as long as they're under the 17-year-old mark. They're able to come, but they have to have proof. So they have to bring the child's birth certificate to show that they are the other parent on the certificate, and that's the parent that's passed or deceased, and um, they have to show proof of that. Now, let's say that you were adopted legally. Somebody else has your guardianship. Um, what happens if your biological parents want to come and pick up your birth certificate? Are they allowed to do so? Well, with an adoption, as soon as you adopt a child legally, by court order, your name is put on the birth certificate for that child. So the um, birth mother or birth father is taken off of the certificate so they cannot come and get a certificate for that child anymore. They're not legally bonded to getting that certificate, no. Okay, um, wow, that's great information. Fran, what happens to the people that go to try to get a birth certificate and they don't have a name on their birth certificate because that happened to my friend. She was irate. You know, she made a whole big scene and, you know, I was telling her to calm down because, you know, it's not your fault. These things happen. Now, what happens when there's someone that goes into your office and, you know, is mad that they can't get a birth certificate because their name is on it? What, what's the process after that? Well, if there's no name on it, it just says fem um, boy, girl, or no name given, you're still able to obtain the certificate as long as you have the ID, but 
You're not able to do anything with that certificate. You cannot get a passport. You cannot get, especially now with the new um, driver's licenses that are out, they want your name on the certificate. So you have to start with the process of putting your name on that certificate. That we can still give you the certificate or your parents could still pick up the certificate, but you must start in the process of getting your name put on it. And the first way of doing that is going to court, going to civil court and getting a name change. It's called a name change, even though you're just putting your name on it. But that's the process. You have to go get a name change, and you're adding your name onto the, to legally, this is what my name is. And then once you do the court order and you have it, you could come into our corrections unit, and you could get it put onto the certificate. Um, that costs 40 or $55 to actually put your name on the certificate with the court order. Um, so... That's the only way you could get it on. 40 to just get a, a name put on. 55 is so they could put your name on and mail you a new certificate. Now, Fran, what happens if you ha- just have a simple spelling mistake on your birth certificate? First, can you are you allowed to retrieve it? Second, if you're not allowed to retrieve it, um, are you, al- you know, what do you have to do to change your name or, you know, what happens? Well, if there's any spelling that's incorrect or your name is like now on your ID, you have like Chuck or um, a name that you gave yourself or whatever. No, you cannot get it. If it does not match your ID or your mail, you will not receive that certificate. Your parents could come and get the certificate if their ID matches what's on the certificate. But you will not be able to do anything with the certificate anyway, because if DMV or a passport, it does not match anymore, which they used to oblige to the people, but now they don't because everything has to match, even up to your social security card has to match what's on your birth certificate. So even when you come and do a name change on the certificate, because you have to do the same thing when a letter is missing or there's something different, you still have to go to civil court and request for a name change and go through the whole civil court proceeding and then come back with your court papers and add and change the name. Wow, okay. What happens, Fran, if, let's say, you have an old birth certificate copy where your name is matching up to your um, legal ID, but in the system, the name either has been changed or is misspelled? Um, Is there any way that you can retrieve it free of charge? Does that even ever happen? Has that ever happened before? Well, I've seen it happen before. I've seen that happen. But within somewhere within the system, it was changed. You can go down to corrections because they'll do a history on it to find out who or how it was changed. Do they, I'm not sure if they like will correct it because whatever's on the certificate as per now, as from what I've seen, that is what they go by. So you would have to still go to the court and still go through the court proceedings and everything. Because there's people that as old enough as to retire you know, that's ready to retire and they never realized, never noticed or have an old certificate and didn't know that it was changed. Um, You know, they now they know and they have to go through the whole process of going to the court and stuff. They still end up having to do everything over and fixing it because legally whatever's on that certificate at this moment, that is what your legal name is. That is what your legal and everything has to match, especially when you go down to DMV. Now you have to bring your social security card with you and your birth certificate. All must match. If it doesn't match, they're not going to give you 
um, ID. They're not going to... Even if you have the proof, right? Even if it doesn't matter. Whatever's in this, whatever's on file is what the uh, New York State of Vitals, or the New York City uh, uh, Department of Vital Statistics is going by. Yes, because they'll do a research on it. They'll see if if maybe your mother had changed your name when you was younger, or they had corrected it, or whatever the case may be. They'll definitely, the corrections does like a history on it. I'm sure if it's... Um, some type of glitch in the computer or the data, then I'm sure they were obliged to that. I don't think they would have any problems with doing that, but I've never seen that yet. I have not to see that yet. Okay. Every time that they have some type of something like that, somebody with an old certificate, when they do, they'll see that somewhere down the line it was changed. Because even sometimes some mothers get upset or some people get upset realizing that the father's name is on the certificate, you know, on the certificate. Yeah. And or the child's name, like it happens a lot with people's last name. Yeah. When they was children or younger, somehow in court, the father was brought to court or whatever. And the mother and the father had a court date or whatever. And the judge gave the father the right to give the child the last name and asked the father as well. Would you like to be put on a certificate? And by court order, it was put on. But for somehow or some way, some mothers didn't know or did know. I don't know. But they never tell the, the child. The, uh, now they're an adult. Yeah. Using the old um, last name. The old last name. And have their certificate from when they was a child. Still have that same certificate. And they don't know how did this happen or when did this happen. We can't explain. But the only way that it could have got changed is through a court order. So if the father's added on or the last name is changed, it had to be through a court order. So you have to go down to corrections, and basically that is your last name. If you don't want that last name, you don't want to keep with that last name, you have to go to court. You have to go to court and get a name change. After 18 years old, you're allowed to change your name anyway. Like, mm -hmm. it's by court, through the um, civil court. So that would be the same process. You will not get the certificate, though. Okay. You cannot get the certificate. You have to go get a corrections. Oh, wow. Now, what happens when... Let's say you could swear that you were born in New York City, but there's no record of you at any hospital. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen that happen before? And yes. you know what's what? What happens then? Well, that happens. Some people um, were born in in a home, and their family never registered them, and those get delayed um, certificates. But they have to go through the process of go, putting it through a search. Have to put all the information that they know about their parent, like you know their parent, fill out an application, and you will have to give in the application, let it go through a search, get to your home, um, a no found statement, and with the no found statement, come into the corrections unit, and then they will work on doing a delayed registration for you. Okay. But that is if you know that your family lived in New York City and could prove. Because there's other documentations that they do ask you down at corrections for other than just mother's name, mother, you know, what would make you think. But eventually you'll get a delayed, it's called a delayed registration. Okay, and if they find out that you were born outside of the state, well, outside, first of all, if you're born outside of the five boroughs, that's a whole different jurisdiction, correct? Mm -hmm. All right, now, if you're born outside of the five boroughs, what do you do to get your birth certificate? You know, do you order it online? How does that work? Well, you could go, there's a website online. 
Vitalcheck.com. Okay. It's the only website that we have. There's a whole lot that's out there. Vital um, Records. Vital doesn't know. It has to be Vitalcheck.com. They're the only ones that do all states, even Puerto Rico. Okay. Um, and you have to go through them. They do all, and every state has their own price. They don't go by the New York, because even New York State has, like, it's $30 to get a certificate. Okay. And you have to get it through them for New York State. Okay. Well, I happen to be Puerto Rican, and a lot of, of, of people that I know, uh, you know, they could swear that they got their birth certificates in New York City, even though they were born in Puerto Rico, but that's an old wives' tale. That is a myth. It is. It if is. you were born in Puerto Rico, you would have to go solicit your birth certificate in Puerto Rico. Am I correct? Yes, you can also use that website for Puerto Rico. Okay. Vitalcheck.com. You can also use that. I think Puerto Rico is $5 right now. Mm -hmm. They have one of the cheapest, but they're also very, I had to get it a few times for my father. So pretty quick, two to three weeks. Okay. Now, if you're an orphan, Fran, right? Um, let's say you're no longer affiliated with a, a group home or a shelter and you're underage. What happens? can't obtain a certificate until you're of age. The agency is whatever orphan or agency you lived with was supposed to, well, they're supposed to have a package for you when you graduate. Well, when you're 18 years old and you're legal, mm -hmm. and in that package should have your birth certificate because they're we're looking over you. or Because the agencies are able to get it through our vital records as well, but they have their own contact person. They don't walk in. Only certain agencies actually walk in. So if you're underage, you should still be with the agency. So if you just leave, you got to wait till you're old enough to get a certificate. So you're harming yourself if you leave the of system course. that you're in because then you're not able to get the, you know, the, one of the most important documents of your life, if not the most important yes. document in your life. Yes. And it's going to, you know, derail you from making things happen for yourself. Do you see that often? Do you Have you ever seen that before with people? Of course. There's a lot of young people that come in and don't have um, ID or they're uh, underage and they're not living with their parents or living in the streets. Um, but they do have access because there's like Safe Horizon. There's a lot of agencies that do deal with these younger children and uh, younger kids and they help them obtain their certificate. Because they live at the agency, so they have a guardian, so the agencies are uh, able to get their certificates for them. But if you live in the streets and stuff, you have to wait till 18, and you have to be able to have the valid identification or living, you know, to be able to obtain it, or job ID to obtain it. So that makes it even harder. Wow. So it's tough out there. So you really need to... You know, I'm glad that you're giving us this information because now, you know, young kids out there who are going through unfortunate circumstances, mm -hmm. you know, now have a more of a gauge on what happens and if you're trying to get your life together and try to obtain, you know, the birth certificate. Mm -hmm. Now, what happens if you have a, um, a biological uh, father who is not on your birth certificate? Is he allowed to obtain a birth certificate for you? Well, no. Okay. Any parent that's not on the certificate is not able to get the certificate. It has to be the parent that's on the certificate and the way it has to match their ID. That's the only way. That's the only way. If you're a father and you want to be put on the certificate, 
There's forms, acknowledgement of paternity that you could obtain. You could sign and hand them in to the our corrections units as well again and be able to request to be put on that certificate. There's other information that they ask you for if the mother doesn't sign. So then that's you have to go to family court for that. Okay, so if the mother doesn't want to sign the acknowledgement of paternity, then you have to go to family court. Yes. Now, um, do you, can, let's say the mother signs and then you go down, do both parents have to be present in order to, to uh, facilitate the process of getting an acknowledgement of a paternity? No. That part, no. Okay. No. And anytime that you have to go to family court with a mother or father, that's when you need to ask those questions at the court. Because mm-hmm. the father also has the choice when he gets brought to court, if he wants his name on the certificate, and he also has a choice whether he wants to give that child his last name. Mm. It's not the mother's choice. Okay. When he goes to court, he has to make that very specific at the court because if it's not on the affiliation papers, it will not be put. His Only his name will be put on the certificate. His last name will not be given to the child. So he has to make that specific at the court that that's what he requests and that's what he would like. Okay. Now, Fran, there's two different types of birth certificates. Am I correct? Yes. You have the long-form birth certificate mm-hmm. and the short-form birth certificate. Yes. Could you please, for the love of God, explain to us... <laughs> What is the difference between the two? Well, the long form certificate is what we call your original, a copy of your original, a certified copy of your original certificate of when you was born, which has the hospital, the time. Um, normally, it will have your parents' background, whether they're where they're from, or um, if it's if you're old, you know, an older person. It'll have your origin or background, like back in the days it had Negro, Hispanic, this and that. Nowadays, they don't do that. They just put if your parents are from another country, they'll put where your parents are from. Um, some people have their parents' birth dates. Some people have their parents' age of when they gave you know birth to you. And so it has way more information. It has exactly, it's the, a copy of your original. It's a certified copy of that original certificate that you was born with. Now, the short form is just your name, parent's name, and date of birth. That's it. It's a shorter version of the other one. You know, it's a preference of which one you would like. Um, they both cost the same amount. It's just when you come in, you have a preference. Some people don't like to have all that information when they have to give their certificate to the DMV, to jobs, to... um to get their, you know, passport, because the passport takes your certificate. So they don't like that, all that information floating around. Or some, what some parents do is they'll get the short for the child. Like once the kid is of age, they'll get the short for the child to bring around and do their business or take care of their business or give it to the school and then keep the long as like holding, you know, to, to keep it as a keepsake so if they really need it and stuff. But if you're doing any type of paperwork internationally, a dual citizenship, a marriage out of the country in any other country, um, if you, uh, inheritance out of the country, anything, a property out of the country, anything that's legal binded out of the country, you have to have a long form. Normally okay. people that are doing things out of the country, and that goes for the death certificate as well, you have to um, have, well, the death certificate is only long form, but 
you normally have to get exemplification letter and get it apostilled, which it authenticates it to be able to use in other countries. Okay. Now, that is very um, interesting information because, you know, I, I have a couple friends, you know, that have dual citizenship and they had to go through the apostille process. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, to my knowledge, the apostille process begins at the Department of Vital Statistics if you were born in the five boroughs of New York. Yes. And you have to get an exemplification letter. Yes. Now, could you explain to us, please, what is an exemplification letter? Well, it's a letter that states that your certificate is authentic. It's authentic. It, it has an extra stamp, and it gives it, like, um, an authenticity to be able to use in the different countries. Okay. So when they apostille it, they take the exemplification letter as well as your long-form certificate, and they bind it together. Okay. So... I'm not too sure why the exemplification letter came about or whatever. I just know that it legally binds it to be okay. able to use in other countries. Without that, it's like almost like it's not authentic. Your certificate is, even with the uh, passport, for those legal um, usages, you have to have an apostille certificate okay. from, and from New York City. So whatever city you come from or whatever county, whatever um, state you come from, it must be done in that state. Wherever you get your birth certificate from or death certificate, you have to get it done in that state. You cannot go to another state okay. and get an apostille. It has to, all of that has to be done in the same state. All right. Now, after you get the letter, do you know where you have to take the letter? And then do you know how that apostille process works roughly or no? Yes. You have to go to the county clerk's office, which is 60 Center Street. There they will stamp it. I think they put a stamp on it. And then it's 123 William Street. Okay. That's the Department of State. Okay, mm-hmm. so then you take it to the State City Department the state. for the yeah. authentication and the apostille, yeah. mm-hmm. and then you go along your merry way, and you know you get to then fly you're to able Cuba. To use, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you're able to use it for yeah. those purposes, yeah, whatever legal purposes. Because even to get married in another country, whether you're you know doing a marriage, you have to get that process done as well. Okay, now what happens if I just had a baby, right? Mm-hmm. Um. I haven't received my birth certificate. I got to fly out of the country. I want to get the baby a passport. Do I go directly to the place where you purchase birth certificates? Is there a different type of unit you have to go to to see what happened to the mailing of the birth certificate? How long does it take to go on file? A short and a long form. Well, it's from 15 to 30 days. It's supposed to be that they mail you on. On file is on soon as that hospital gets that information, there's a certificate formed. Doesn't mean that it's mailed out to you. It's 15 to 30 days for you to wait for the certificate to be mailed to you. Now, at our office, room 110, which is our newborn office, they're able to um, help you with whether they mailed it out, whether they didn't mail it out, so you can get information there with that. But if you want one, you can come into our office and put in for one and you can get one. Some people come two, three days after the baby is born and they're able to get a certificate for them. Before it used to take a little longer, but with our new, you know, system and everything, they're able to process faster. So you're able to come and get one as long as you have the ID, everything's spelled correctly, everything's done. The same with corrections for a newborn, which is more easier then a correction, you should always, always, always check your child's birth certificate as soon as you receive it 
every letter, your name, your husband's name, the baby's father's name, everything on there, the date of birth for you, the date of birth for the father, what country you come from, everything should be checked as soon as you receive it in the mail because you have up to a year to correct it for free with the hospital, which is a quicker process. Okay. Then come into our office and correcting it at our office. Will they mail you a new one? No. What they'll do is they'll cover, do the corrections. You come back into us and you pick it up when the correction is done, which is easier. Don't wait till too late or don't, even if a name wasn't put on there, you should do it right away within the first year of the baby's life. It makes your life way easier. Now, what about a death certificate? How 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 long does the, first and foremost, uh, what happens if the person is buried somewhere else, but they passed away legally in the five boroughs of New York City? Who holds that birth certificate? I mean, the death certificate. Excuse me. We do whatever okay. city or state, county you pass away in. That is where you are to get the death certificate for anybody. It doesn't matter if you took them and went to Russia to bury them. Mm-hmm. Wherever they passed. Whatever state, whatever county they passed in, that is where they the death certificate is going to be. Okay. And how long does that take to to go on file and actually retrieve? Well, that's another thing, too. Um, But those are a little bit different because normally if the family um, receives the... And it depends how the person passed. So normally the um, OCME, um, they'll hold it until the family comes. Um, when you go to, for the process of like, um, burying them, when you're going to do the the proceedings of burying them and everything, they'll be the ones to make the certificate. Now, if nobody comes and gets that body or the hospital will put in for a certificate with whatever information they have and post out a certificate, some certificates are right away. Some aren't. It depends on your situation Okay. and your family situation. Also how you pass. Okay. On how fast or whatever a certificate can be obtained or even made and stuff. Because there's some families that come really early and they're still in the process of like the funeral home and this, that, whatever. Until the funeral home is finished doing what they're doing. Because they're supposed to be getting the information from your family to give it to us. There is no certificate. It okay. hasn't been generated yet. And then there's some that are unverified, which you have to go to OCME and not to us. So when we see that up on a certificate, we will let you know. We give you the addresses for the different boroughs, and you will have to go there. And anytime, anywhere you go to find out information, you must have ID with the death certificate the same way. You must have valid ID. And um, any family member basically now can get a death certificate up to great-grandniece, great-uncles, great-like any family. You cannot get a stepfather, stepmother, stepbrother like none of that you have to be immediate family you also have to fill out a whole uh, application the applications that we have for death certificate has to be completely filled out um four to five things must be put on that certificate so we be able to um obtain and find the correct certificate for that person so if you don't have much information um, nine times out of ten, you're not going to receive a certificate. It cannot just be you have the name and that's it. There's no way. So you need, like, what, social security numbers? Like, what, what you need to- social. Mm-hmm. You need, um, if you don't have that, because a lot of people won't have another person's social, but date of birth, last known address, their parents' names, their mother's maiden last name, um, where they're buried is good. 
who was the informant who buried them, um, their spouse's name. All of this in conjunction with each other, though. No, not just one thing. Oh, I have the spouse's name, and that's it. It has to be from about four to five things that match of what you're putting on the information that you're putting on the certificate that we'll be able to look and find this person and say that this is this person. What if somebody left you an inheritance and they're not related to you? How does that work? Well, they would have to bring in the paperwork, the inheritance, the will. Um, if you're the executor of the state, you bring in the executor's paper. If it's any kind of legal um, beneficiary of uh, insurance, you bring in the paper from the insurance that was written to you. It also that has a um, has to be within the last sixty days. If it's too old, you have to get a new one. Um, not just anybody could just come in and just pick up a death certificate because they know your information and stuff. So that's um, it's also you know they have their families have a a right to not let the world get the certificates yeah. and stuff. But you have to be able to give this information and. You know, I understand sometimes people bring their birth certificate because it's their parent or whatever. But you only take but, valid photo IDs, right. and the person has to be directly related in terms right. of a death certificate. Directly dire related, but also able to give the information of that relation mm. of that person in your family because it could be a mother or father, and it, you could show proof on your birth certificate. That's my mom, that's my dad. But if you don't have no information for me to be able to, like, this is that person, it has more to do with an than just the connection. It has to be that person. So my people out there, be engaged with your family members. Know your yeah. grandparents' names. Yeah. You know, when they were born, where they from, do mm -hmm. your genealogy. Mm -hmm. Because that is valid and important information and yeah. pertinent information down the line when, unfortunately, the uh, catastrophic events take place in your family. Yes. Or Definitely. do or don't. Yes. Definitely. Wow. That's people get really irate that, yeah. oh, that's my father, and that's my And we get it. But if you can't give us information, one, like, yes, you can get it because that's your parent, but how do we know it's that person? Mm -hmm. You're doing it to protect people's identity. Right, identity, yeah. but also, like, you can't give the wrong certificate because there's a lot of people you'd be surprised, a lot of people um, the same year with the same name and, you know, the same year, like, because they won't even know the day that the person probably passed away or whatever. They just know the year. Okay, so now I'm working on a year, but you only have the name. How many people that year with that name? It's it's a lot. You'd be surprised. Yeah. It'd be a lot and stuff. So you have to break it down where, what borough, what hospital. More information you give me, the easier it is for me to find it, easier for me to say that, oh, this is that person. We cannot, and that's one of the, like, we cannot give a certificate to somebody that is not that person. It's not that person. That's one of the things we have to protect ourselves as well. Like, we have to know that that death certificate is that person that you are looking for. Now, how do you apply in the office? Is it digital? Like, are you doing this on paper? Describe that for us, please. Well, it's a new system that we have. It's okay. a, a kiosk, which is like a little computer pad on the wall. And I'm seeing it. I'm just being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> I was to, there once, and it seems like uh, it drives people mad. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's, not, it's not that. Just be paid. When you're coming into our office, just know any city agency, DMV, even the bank. Have patience. Have patience because everybody's coming for a different reason. Everybody has different situations. Just because you know your information or you're able to one, two, three to get it, it's different for everybody. We have helpers 
at the kiosk that help you put in the information for people that's not um, computer savvy, I, I would say, or, you know, whatever reason, illiterate or anything. And or language afraid, barriers or as language well. language barrier, yeah. either or. Um, do not be afraid to say you need help. Um, do not be afraid of it because it's, you know, computerized or, you know, you just don't get it or whatever. Seek the help that there is. There's, like I said, we have helpers that help. Um, and does it help to come in with a good disposition? Like, don't go in, you know, uh, angry in there, right? You right. want, you know, go in there calm, you know, right. be ready. Right. You know, it's going to be a process. Right. But you guys are there to help these yes. people, right? You want to give them their birth certificates, but there's things that you need to, you know, there's, there's protocol that you need to yes. follow. You're trying to protect them as well as just, you know, as well as their family members. You don't want any fraud being committed. Yes. You don't want any identity theft. So, you know, you have to follow proper protocol, oh, but if there's something that, that you can do to help them, you're more than willing to do so. Am I of correct? Course, of course. I would hope all my coworkers feel the same way, but of course, um, you're here. I'm here to do a job. You're here to pick up information, your paperwork, and I get it. But sometimes coming earlier, we open at eight thirty. Our doors, oh, we open at eight thirty every day, so you can start on the kiosk early. So eight thirty to when? Eight thirty to um three thirty. Our okay. doors close at three thirty. If you are in and sitting down in our office at three thirty, we have to finish whatever you know people is there. But our door closes at three thirty. You're not allowed to walk in after three thirty. Okay. But. Anytime in the morning, 8.30, the best I would say to come in is early morning. Early morning, you in and you out. Now, I noticed something interesting on the, um, when you're filling out an application, uh, the gender aspect of it, the gender X, do you, do you, can you explain that to us? Like, are you allowed to change your sex now on, on, yes. on birth certificates? Yes. I don't, that has to do with our corrections unit. If you want to change what it is on the certificate itself, you know, male, female, they have X. Okay. If you don't want to, or undetermined, if you don't want any type of gender there, you have that option. You don't have, I think before you had to bring on um, doctors, no, this, that's not anymore. You come in, you see the corrections unit, you fill out for the correction, you pay your money and you get it, whatever you would like. Now, as per the person coming to pick up the certificate, and the person is looking for a female or male on the certificate, like a parent or the person, and it says male but you're a female, we cannot give it to you. You have to get a correction done because you're claiming you're claiming you're male, but your certificate by accident had female. So we would have to put it through a corrections and then and then you would have to bring in um doctor's notes and stuff saying what gender you are. And stuff. You would have to be specific. They have a certain um, protocol of how they ask their questions and how, you know, the sensitivity of the questions to understand if this is because the person just doesn't want to be um, put in a label or they want to be as female and want to be known as female, then that's fine. But, like, if it's an actual correction that needed because it, it was, you know, wrong when you was born, then you just go through the correction. Do you have to pay for that? Yes, forty and forty or fifty five dollars. Same thing. Any correction is forty or fifty five. Forty or fifty five. All right. Now, um, Fran, is there any message you want to give out to New Yorkers, people born in New York, people that are coming into the Department of Vital Statistics to purchase a birth or death certificate, get a correction, go to the newborn unit? You also have a burial desk there, right? Mm -hmm. 
And they deal with all the um, uh, people. Yeah, but normally the burial is with um, just the the agencies that are out there. Okay. The different. They don't see um, regular people. Okay, so they don't see regular like, people. No. Now, what is the message that you want to give to people before before we uh, uh, end the podcast today? Um, just be ready, be prepared. It helps the situation. Be patient. You know, um, it's all on to when, what time you walk in there, to what time you're gonna come out. Know that we're trying our best to diligently work and get these certificates out to people, and um, just know your rights too. That's another thing. Know your rights. Come in with a humane attitude because um, we're not policing. Your birth certificate or death certificates, we're just doing what we have to do, the protocol of keeping your identity, your um, privacy, you know, to what what it needs to be. Like, if you just can't walk in somewhere and say, I'm so-and-so and that's it, but you can't also think that you could come in with an attitude or, like, you know, that's not going to help anything. I would hope, like I said, my coworkers, me, myself, I only can speak for myself, and, you know, I'm there to help. I'm there to try to get you your paperwork you need. Recording. It's very important nowadays to have your paperwork on your children. Action. Yourself. Um, so what did we learn today? That the Department of Vital Statistics does not take cash. So, my people, um, now you know, when you go out there, have patience, don't bring cash, and I'll talk to you later. Thank you for tuning in to the Angel of the Words video podcast. Paperwork for themselves. You know, you have to be more aware. There's a lot of things are going on now in our government and our state, and you need your paperwork. You need your you need your ID. You need paperwork from very young. So you need to be more aware of what's going on. Your documentation. That's your life past. Your that your birth certificate is your life past. You know, so you need to be more aware of what's on it. And what's going on with your kids, especially your children. People actually don't even know or ever even noticed something was wrong, not written correctly, or like just gave them a whole nother name. You know, you just can't do that. Can't do that. But friend, <laughs> you did do this. Perform a valuable service for New Yorkers and even non-New Yorkers, the people all over the world. Now they have more of a knowledge base of what happens and what we're doing down here to make sure that everyone receives their birth certificate, their death certificates, uh, without any issues. We really appreciate you being on the program with us today and, uh, God bless. Thank you. Thank you. So what did we learn today? That the department of vital statistics does not take cash. So my people, now, you know, when you go out there, have patience, don't bring cash, and I'll talk to you later. Thank you for tuning in to the Angel of Words video podcast.